It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jimmy Fallon. I'm Rachel Campos Duffy. I'm Will Kane, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, September 15th, 2022. I'm Jeff Manasso. Following more than 20 consecutive hours of negotiations, 12 rail companies and union negotiators have come to a tentative agreement that we're told balances the needs of workers, businesses, and our nation's economy, avoiding what all sides say would have been an economic disaster. It could have been a very difficult situation if we had actually come to a strike. Uh, I don't know who would have blinked, but it would not have been pretty. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The strike of thousands of rail workers would have further derailed the American economy, disrupting the much-needed freight rail lines and billions of dollars daily in product shipments and passenger traffic as Amtrak and many commuter railroads operate on tracks owned by freight railroads. Amtrak had already canceled a number of its long-distance trains this week, though now says it's working to quickly restore those trains and reaching out to impacted customers. Uh, I think we were very close uh, to a strike, Jeff, and that is because both sides were really dug in on this one key issue. You know, this was never about money. We're joined by the Fox Business Network's Jeff Flock at a rail yard in Philadelphia. Uh, sometimes you can settle a strike or a dispute uh, easier when it's about money. You just throw more money at it. You take a benefit away somewhere to justify the money. Uh, in this case, uh, the railroads have been fairly profitable for the last couple of years. They have the money, and they were offering it up. There was no dispute about that. But the work rules, specifically attendance policies, uh, points-based attendance policies, which are now in place in other workplaces like Walmart, uh, where you lose points for missing a day of work, uh, they were also on-call policies where uh, the workers felt that they were on call for long periods of time. They couldn't have a life. To them, this was something they couldn't negotiate on. They had to have a change. Uh, and for the railroad's part, uh, they said, listen, we don't have enough employees. We've got to work you harder, perhaps, because we don't have any other choice. We need to meet the needs of the nation and move in the, the freight. So I think we were real close to it, and it would have been devastating to the economy. As you know, the economy is not in the greatest shape right now, specifically because of inflation. And if you take a scarcity of goods because of a lack of freight movement, uh, that's only going to drive up prices. And boy, that's just what we didn't need right now. The work stoppage that would have halted the shipments were told of food and fuel at a cost of $2 billion a day. How many employees are we talking about? I mean, they're, they're, they're short, tens of thousands of workers. Well, right. They have about 115,000 workers now in the 12 uh, rail unions. Uh, but over the course of the past six years, they laid off 45,000. As they tried to trim costs, you know, times were not good for the rail uh, companies. Uh, they weren't making a whole lot of money, so they, they cut staff. And then uh, along came the pandemic. There's need for more goods, uh, and they've been short ever since. And so that's what has led to the situation of workers kind of being pushed to the limit. And mostly, just to be clear, uh, we said 115,000 workers 
on all of the unions, uh, the guys that were really uh, upset are the ones that were taking the long haul trips, the engineers, the trainmen that were actually on the trains. If you're a mechanic working in a particular yard, you're going home every night. You don't have that same kind of demand uh, and uh, requirement that the, the guys on the trains do. All right. So what did it take to get this deal done? Uh, it was apparently, and we do not have all of the details of this yet, but apparently it was the willingness of the uh, railroads to move on this issue of work-life balance, uh, uh, just making their lives better. Uh, we don't know all of the details about it. We do know that they're getting a huge pay increase, but it seems huge, uh, 24% over five years. It's 4 or 5% a year, and it's retroactive. Um, we know that they're not going to have to pay any more co-pays or deductible uh, increases. They're also going to get an uh, annual bonus each year of uh, $1,000, so that's $5,000 over the course of the contract. Uh, but we don't know the full impact or detail of how the attendance policies are changing. Is They don't say anything in there about not being on call. They don't say anything, at least with what has been released thus far, about uh, is there added time. There's one added sick day, they said, but beyond that, there had to be other things uh, given that we don't know about but that apparently because that was the issue that's what got it done for now uh, amtrak trains and rail trains going to be continuing to, to to run on those lines across the country obviously the biden administration was worried less than two months out from the midterms the white house releasing a statement applauding the tentative railroad agreement calling it an important win for our economy and the american people but was there a bipartisan effort to get this tentative deal in the latest round of negotiations? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Not only was there not a bipartisan deal to get it done, I think it, in part it was the fear that Congress would not be able to do anything in a bipartisan way and that it was on the parties to get it done. You know, uh, the, the Railway Labor Act, which was passed back in the 20s when railroads did essentially the work of, of, the, of the airlines now, it moved people, uh, the interstate highway system, the trucking industry, that was all railroads back in the day. So that's why the Railway Labor Act got passed to allow Congress to step in and say, listen, this is in the national interest, you can't shut down the railroads. They still have that ability, and up until now, every time there has been a strike or threat of a strike, Congress has stepped in and in a bipartisan way said, what's best for the country is to work this out, so let's work this out in a bipartisan way. Um, I think there was the fear this time that that was not going to happen. You know, you've got Democrats who support the unions, did not want to say no to the unions. You have Republicans uh, who were for the, the recommended deal by the president's emergency board uh, with the pay increase and whatever was done with work rules, that's what the, the railroads wanted and that's what the Republicans were pushing. Uh, so, you know, they didn't have any incentive to make the president look good by getting an agreement. The Democrats didn't want to say no to the union. So uh, it could have been a very difficult situation if we had actually come to a strike. Uh, I don't know who would have blinked, but it would not have been pretty. We're speaking with the Fox Business Network's Jeff Flock. More with Jeff next. We're also told the negotiation parties had agreed to a post-ratification cooling off period of several weeks to make sure that uh, there isn't an immediate rail shutdown if a vote doesn't succeed for any reason. This all just underscores, Jeff, just how important the railways continue to be for the U.S. We've already seen the supply chain issues as it pertains to every other mode of transportation. Trains would have been disastrous. Have you 
you're there uh, on scene at a rail yard in Philly. I mean, you're talking to these rail workers. What What's the vibe there on the front lines? Well, it is interesting. You know, uh, you'd think that uh, when the, you know, the leadership of a union reaches a deal that the, that the rank and file is going to go along because they know what the rank and file would say. But I, I would caution you and, and point out that yesterday, uh, on Wednesday, one of the uh, 12 unions that had reached a tentative deal earlier uh, put it to their rank and file and the rank and file rejected it. Uh, other, in other industries, we've seen union agreements uh, negotiated by the leadership uh, turned down by the rank and file. And, you know, we don't know the details of this. The, the, some of the folks we've talked to feel very strongly about the on-call provisions, feel very strongly about uh, more time off and more control over their lives. They said if they don't get that, they are not going to vote to ratify any agreement that doesn't address those issues. And we don't know to what extent those issues have been addressed. So, um, you know, I think it's an open question as to whether, you know, so, certainly some of the union members, as, as I pointed out, guys that don't have perhaps as much stress in, in their lives as the folks that are on the trains, they would probably be likely to go along with it. Um, the, the other guys uh, who are feeling at the end of their rope have been working through the pandemic. I think they are an unknown at this point, and that's based on uh, what is actually in the, uh, the devil of the details of this deal. That is Jeff Flock from the Fox Business Network, one of the best in the business, reporting from one of our nation's very important rail yards in Philadelphia. Jeff, thanks again for being with us on the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. Jeff, thanks. It's always good to be with you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.